0: Welcome back to Dr. Movie, the podcast on wheels that just dodged a tire in the road. Snuck up on me. It's dark right now. I I just had to swerve. Perfect timing. Um, Back for another episode. You know, we just did ghoulies and, you know, I really wasn't that impressed. But uh, today we're going to talk about ghoulies tool. I went ahead and, and bought the bullet, bit the bullet. That I didn't bite I had to buy it to bite to bite it, I guess, so I bought the bullet so I could bite the bullet. <laughs> Anyways. I watched Ghoulies too. And uh, I'm gonna talk about it and see if you need to watch it yourselves. Which is kinda the whole point of this show is to see uh, what's worth checking out and what's not, based off of my opinion, which means a lot. To to me, probably not to anybody else. So Like I said, Dr. Movie, the podcast on wheels that happens if you like it or not. So there you go. Ghoulies 2, 1988. The year I was a senior in high school. Yeah, this is a horror slash comedy. And, you know, this really is more of what you expect out of a Ghoulies movie. I have to say. Uh, this one has a bit more fun to it than the first one did. It's still a bunch of puppets laughing <laughs> and uh, shaking their heads a lot more than anything else. But there's no doubt the in- the uh, influence of gremlins is really driving this thing, right? Because we got them doing more things uh, in this movie than in the first one. So they actually decided, hey, you know, it's called Ghoulies. Maybe we're going to have more ghoulies in it. Not that they really have more ghoulies, but they have them doing more things, right? Let's read this synopsis. It says, uh, pint-sized monsters known as ghoulies hop aboard a traveling carnival where their violent behavior and grotesque looks are most likely to go unnoticed. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't say unnoticed. Uh, they're the gremlin-like creatures. See, there you go. They even admitted in the synopsis. Uh, find a new home and a haunted house attraction. And, uh, you know, it just goes from there, right? So, yeah, that's the story of this. Let's get back to who we got in our cast. Um, a few people. Got Phil uh, Fondacaro in this, who is, you know, he's a little guy, right? He's, he's pretty much in every movie that's got a little guy in it. He's the little guy. From your Star Wars trilogy to... Willow, to I mean, he, the, the guy's in the, a boatload of movies. So, we got Royal Dano, uh, a guy I like a lot. Uh, Royal Daniel, not, not only, you know, is he in a lot of movies I like, he's probably got the coolest name on the planet. Royal Dano, who don't like that, right? Uh, this guy was huge in all the 60s westerns, right? He was on pretty much every western show of the time. Uh, he was in House 2. He was in... What else? He's in a lot of stuff. Uh, let me think. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. He's in Spaced Invaders? Which I want to cover on this show. <laughs> I have a soft spot for that movie. Uh, and like I said, just a, just a lot of stuff, right? Our... Uh, main character, Damon Martin is the actor's name. Uh, been, in, been in a few things. Uh, he makes a, a small appearance in Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. I believe that's right. And let's see who else we got. Our other main character is uh, Nicole played by Carrie Rimsman. She was in Pumpkinhead. That's what I know her from, anyways. And we also got Shasa Jensen in this. You know this guy when you see him. It, it's like, you know, something's up with this dude's eyebrows. It's almost like he looks like he'd be Buster Poindexter's son, which he may be. I don't know. I haven't looked that far into it, but... Uh, dazed and confused. That's that's kind of what I think of when I, when I see this guy, right? So, you know, pretty good cast. And, uh... Like we said, we, we talked about the... Uh, synopsis. Yeah, there's a there's a carnival that's going around. They're not doing so hot. It's a family-owned business, but the family has nothing really to do with it. They just bought into it to make money. And uh, I think the, the main owners have possibly passed away. I don't know, but the son of the family has taken over the business and he's coming in and evaluating the carnival and deciding... What parts of the carnival can keep going? Which ones need to stop because they're just not making any money? And Royal Dano and Damon Martin, which is Uncle Ned and Larry, they have the the uh, the Shock Factor one, right? All the scary stuff, the Spook House, I guess you'd say. I think it's called Satan's Den. I think that's right. And uh, you know. It starts off there driving a truck and having a conversation. And uh, something goes wrong with the truck that they're driving. And they stop at this little gas station. But what happens before that is this guy runs into the gas station with this big bag. And we just assume that uh, the ghoulies are in it. And he's trying to get rid of the evil. So we don't have any background on what this story is. But he's got these ghoulies and he's trying to... I, I guess he just knew that at this gas station there was a big bucket of, I don't know... Sulfuric acid or something, and he's just going to dump them in there and get rid of them. Well, you know, things go wrong, and, you know, they get dropped in there, but then there's another one that gets out that can fly. It's like a bat creature, and it hits the guy and knocks him in the bucket, because obviously it eats him alive, and then the ghoulies pop up out of the stuff like it didn't even bother them, right? So, we do have a couple of extra ghoulies in this one. Um, you can, you can say they're all based on some creatures. I mean, the the little green one that was in the first movie. You, you had like a cat or rat and whatever this thing was. He, he kind of looks like a small Mike Tyson. <laughs> but he's green. <laughs> he's like a cross between Gary Coleman and Mike Tyson. So I don't know what he's supposed to be. He's like a gill man because he's got a fin on his back. But you got two other ones in this one. You got like a bat creature and then one that looks like maybe part of alligator. And uh... So they're going around and terrorizing everything. They, they make their way to the carnival. They go into the the spook house. And, you know, people pay to come in and they start messing with the people, right? Matter of fact, some baddies go in there, right? Causing some trouble. And uh, bringing their jam box in there. You know, they're the bad kids. And they go in there and playing some Wasp on the radio. Scream until you like it! Right? Which is the theme song of this movie. They actually shot a music video. That's what I remember more about this movie than anything else, It's Wasp had a music video for Ghoulies 2. You know, because that was a craze at the time, because when docking did Dream Warriors, it just kind of grew out of that, right? Another way to promote the movies. And, uh, so the kids are in there, the Ghoulies get a hold of them, one of them straps one of the guys down to, uh, a pendulum table, which the blade is slowly coming down, going to cut him in half. And, uh, the, uh, one of them starts spitting this gross green stuff on a couple, and it, like, sticks them together, but they're, like, making out, so they're, like, stuck together, and they come wandering out of the exit, and everybody's laughing at them and stuff because they're stuck together, you know, so you're getting that kind of stuff, and, uh, they take the, the main bad guy, put his head in a guillotine, gonna cut his head off, and then, uh, Larry and a couple of other people. He goes and g- gaps, gathers some other folks to go in there and help uh, stop these other guys from getting killed by the guillotine and all that stuff. And wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Now the now the spook house is popular and everybody's wanting to go in there and because the, these creatures they know that are in there and stuff, right? And you got this backstory of like I said. Uh, Uncle Ned and Larry, they're desperate, right? Because they know that their business is going under. They're trying to find something to make it work. And uh, Ned, who used to be a magician, gets drunk one night, and he thinks that he conjured up the ghoulies, which he did not. And uh, unfortunately, Uncle Ned gets knocked off. Uh, But there's, you know, there's two or three bodies that just end up disappearing that get you know chewed up by the ghoulies so they're up to their mischief and all that's fun and and fine and dandy but what we really want to see is the ghoulies breaking out of the fun house or the spook house and terrorizing everybody else and the rest of the the rest of the carnival right right so that's what happens we're uh Messing up the controls on the uh, bumper cars and running over girls in bumper cars and, you know, killing people in the Ferris wheel. You know, we're getting all that kind of stuff going on. So our heroes decide, okay, we got to do something to stop the ghoulies. So they get the book and uh, they read out of the book. I didn't even really mention that Sir Nigel in this, right, which is Phil uh, Fondacaro. And, you know... He plays a character that's supposed to be this Shakespearean, you know, actor from before, but I guess because of his size, he never could really get the roles. So he jumps around in a monkey suit through most most of the movie, and that's kind of what he does to scare people or whatever. It's kind of lame. And then, uh, so he's helping with uh, the reading of the the books, the book that they find to uh, get rid of the evil. And I also forgot to mention that Nicole... There's a, there's a love interest in the movie for our main character, Larry. And she comes from a background of a family that were high-wire act, right? Trapeze artists, whichever. I think they did high-wire. And uh, her, she was on a, doing an act with her brother, and her brother fell to his death. She barely survived, and she's never walked on a wire again. She's afraid of heights, right? So you know how that's going to play into the movie, right? Eventually, she's going to do something with dealing with some heights. And she does. Because the bat creature comes and takes the book away from Sir Nigel and uh, and Larry. And takes it to the top of the ferris wheel. And she climbs the ferris wheel to get the book. So there you go. She's faced her demons. (laughs) So they conjure up. (laughs) How do you get rid of a bunch of little ghoulies? You conjure up one great big ghoulie that comes around and eats them. Right? So now you get this seven foot ghoulie walking around with three foot hands which is hilarious looking. And he's going around and he knows, I guess he can smell them or whatever, but he can just reach into the, like the popcorn vat and pull out a ghoulie and eat it right there on the spot. So he's going around eating all the ghoulies, but they don't know how to stop him. So they take Sir Nigel's outfit. That's the gorilla outfit. They put a Motov cocktail in there. The ghoulie eats the outfit, which I'm going, wait a minute. This thing can smell ghoulies and knows what it's doing. It acted like it wanted to eat Sir Nigel because he's little. So they fool it by throwing the outfit out there like like the ghoulie would have any idea what the outfit is, like it used to belong to Nigel or whatever. And then, you know, he starts chomping on it which they filled up with a bag full of clothes like it's not going to know, hey, there's really no meat to this. And, uh... I'm stuck behind a car that don't know if they need to go or not. This person obviously hasn't been through here before. Um... They, uh... They throw this outfit out there full of clothes and a Molotov cocktail. The thing hits it and it explodes. And that's it. That's how this one ends. Uh, This one is a lot more fun than the first one. You see a lot more ghoulies. That can be a good thing or a bad thing. They have a bit more uh, expression in this one, right? They spend a little money on making their eyebrows work. (laughs) And, uh, so they, they do have a bit more uh, animatronics to them, which helps, no doubt. But this one, you know what? It's a lot of fun. Uh, way more fun than the first one. You know, I, I still like the first one, even though it's really kind of, uh, I don't know where it's going kind of thing. I guess because it's based in the house, and you're seeing the guy you know, transform himself into trying to be all-powerful and evil, only to be duped by his dead father this one you don't need that much of a story you just need a situation right which maybe they tried too hard with the first one and really didn't know what to do and then gremlins happened they are like ah that's what we gotta do right so they're probably trying to beat everybody to the punch with the first gremlins get this out there beforehand and then then it happened like oh we gotta have them do mischievous things right and that's how we got this movie and uh you know what this one's fun. I'll recommend you checking this one out. I'm going to give this a 3 out of 5. I liked it. It's pretty fun. Uh, this is what you, like I said, this is what you expect out of a Ghoulings movie. So, so far it's the best one. Will part 3 hold up? Only one way to find out. So, stick around for that one. That'll be uh, the next episode, I'm sure. And that's it for this one, folks. If you have recommendations, stuff you want me to check out, just let me know. And until then, we will check you later.